What is up, everybody? I know you um, may have been expecting Archer Season 2 this week, and uh, this isn't Archer Season 2. This isn't Archer Season 2 at all. It's, it's not? Oh. Uh, uh, did I? Why did you, do I have all these notes? Were you CC'd on that email? We're doing. We're going to do South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut this Why week. Why am I not the first person to get these emails? <laughs> Who is getting these oh, mysterious emails? Shoot. Oh, I sent it to... Teen Teen Tastic Tyler. I have no idea who that is. That guy um, gets all my mail. Uh, damn it. Well, we're going to talk about South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut this week um, instead of Archer Season 2. And it's not right. your fault. You didn't do anything wrong, audience. It's my fault. I've been working a new job. I don't have time to watch a full season of television every week right now. Uh, so don't blame yourselves. It's it's my fault. Uh, but we're going to talk and about South Park. Don't blame me either. Yeah, Please. don't don't blame Tariq this time. There are plenty of things that are Tariq's there are fault. Other, so there, are, there are many <laughs> other things you can definitely blame me for that I will uh, gladly take the blame for. So for the next two or three weeks, maybe, we're going to do movies instead of seasons of Archer just because they're easier for us to watch every week. Uh, they all still curse. Promise yeah, you that. They do. <laughs> In fact, this week might be the cursiest cartoon Ever. In fact, We're for a long time, it held the record. Person. It literally held the record for most swears in a movie for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And we have the craziest guest you could ever imagine. Can you believe we got this? Can we, can we it's literally it? the best possible guest you could get for this film. It's wild. Uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, joining Cartoons That Curse, we have Brian Boitano. Someone say my name? What the? the hell i'm brian dennehy fam we didn't we didn't say fucking brian dennehy who, who, who the hell is this did we did, mikey did we book brian dennehy get the fuck out of here brian dennehy oh bye so we know we don't even have brian boitano this no this is how we're no. starting it this yeah, is how no. we're starting it yeah 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 after after two weeks of radio silence this is how we yeah okay god damn it cue the cue the theme song just cue it I've been watching them for years, it's always been something that fit With all the animated characters that's doing their own bits With a fry who's in the future and a family guy that sucks With a father from a burger family runs amok The show and spies is the same guy, except he totally say And diverse Let's watch cartoons that curse What the f*** is up everybody welcome to cartoons that curse my name is johnny i'm here with my co-host Tariq. how you doing Tariq? i am doing well how are you doing johnny i'm doing we should, well as well Tariq. we should be yes <laughs> we are well together together we're well we're, we're well together that's gonna be our that's gonna be the the co the the sub name of our podcast cartoons oh, that curse johnny well and Tariq, together. well together cartoons that uh, curse well together well together um guys welcome welcome to the podcast i know it's been a couple weeks since we released an episode and this isn't the episode that you expected it to be uh it's been a couple weeks since i've gotten to see my friend Tariq on on camera and talk to him like this too so yeah, this you is, know this is this is um it feels weird that this isn't part of the routine anymore it was i know was so it's been a <laughs> it's been a weird couple weeks we were doing this so regularly before i got this new job Tariq, i was out of town Tariq was out of town yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. But here we are. We're back. We're going to talk about an incredibly funny movie, South Park, really Bigger, funny. Longer, and Uncut. Um, Tariq and I actually watched this together 
a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and we had a grand old time it was really fun yeah man yeah it was it was just crazy watching um and just reliving how this how this movie is borderline perfect like as an adult it, it's so so funny and it's such a genius premise and the crazy thing is this mm-hmm. came out like in the middle of season two or three of south park right. this was such early this was so early so they were working on this movie during the production of season two of south park um so like south park apparently just became this huge sensation right off the bat in like 97 mm-hmm. and instantly they were like we need to do a movie which is crazy because the simpsons took you know what 16 years to do a movie 18 years to make a movie Mm -hmm. Uh, and South Park was like we're going to do it in one and it's going to be one of the best things we ever make related to South Park yeah Um, it's it's really good you ever hear like the the uh the audio commentary for this I heard it as a kid but I still remember no I actually haven't I have the blu-ray though I should do that I should have listened to that to prepare for the podcast but uh, sorry folks didn't do it first and foremost from what I remember Trey, Matt and Trey have a really weird way of doing audio commentaries. And this one is no different because from what I remember, like they didn't want to talk the whole movie. So they would like talk a little bit and then pause and then leave. And then they'll come back with like, I don't know, an executive or somebody that did some of the music and just sit down with them and talk. Oh, interesting. Be like, all right, we're done. They bring people in for different points. Mm-hmm. I've watched, I've listened to some South Park commentary on episodes of the show before, and those are also a little weird because sometimes they just will talk for like four minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's all we have to say. So we're done with the commentary. Enjoy the yeah. rest of the episode, um, which was not what I expected. But that feels very Matt and Trey. Like they're just like, well, here's all we have to say. We're not going to stretch this out any longer than we need to. Right. Yeah, no, um, you know, granted that the show has been on for 24 years now. So <laughs> but but uh, it's, you know, it's like an institution at this point. It's a crazy show. It's gone through a lot. It's gone through, you know, I mean, it's a show that's made to offend that's been on since the 90s. So right. it's got quite a history. <laughs> it's yeah, got absolutely. it's got a lot of stuff. Uh, if we ever talk about the every season of South Park, it's going to be an interesting minefield to navigate. Let's just say that much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I think let's just talk about the ge- the genius of this movie, which is that they made a movie about a movie with a, they made a movie with a bunch of swear words about a movie with a bunch of swear words corrupting right. the youth. They yeah. just called their shot. They were like, this is how people will feel about this movie. So we're going to make the movie about that. Uh, and when that I- is galaxy brain that's just so smart like when i saw it as a kid what i remember i remember thinking that so what you're saying is actually what i think is what they did but i think my brain as a kid was telling me that they were sort of not retelling but like kind of saying this is what happened when the show came out like people looked at it like this like it was gonna cause all of this mayhem when really it's just a show on television and everybody's kind of overreacting. That's that's how I saw it um, as a kid. But at, at the same time, it, it could literally just be both. And I right. think that I mean it. Kind, that I think kinda, it probably is both. Yeah, it basically is both because they did have like and there was a a visceral reaction to South Park. You know, you had a lot of people saying it was corrupting the youth, and um, you know, it's funny. It's actually kind of funny if you look at like <laughs> the the arc of how people view South Park and how 
back in those days, it was like, <laughs> it was one certain one side of the political spectrum saying this show is corrupting everyone. And now it feels like it's the other side of the right. political spectrum. That's <laughs> saying This show is corrupting everyone. It's just, it's kind of funny. It's actually impressive. <laughs> it's actually kind of yeah. impressive. Um, how did you first watch this movie? Well, how, how old were you? Where did you see it? What, what was that experience like? Um, geez. Okay. Uh, so I was around 11 to 12 the first time I saw this. Um, I, it, like, I wouldn't catch it on, like, Comedy Central or nothing like that. So I actually saw it, like, on, like, this really weird website that I'm pretty sure isn't around anymore. Um, but I watched it in the middle of, like, my fascination, um, with South Park. I think I told you about this one night, but, uh, in sixth grade, all the kids in my school watched South Park. Like, mm-hmm. that was the year to watch South Park. And that year just so happened to be the year, I think that's 13, the year with, like, The Ring. Um, oh, what else yeah. Is I think Fish Sticks is in that run. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Let me look. That's got <laughs> Dances with Smurfs, P, mm-hmm. uh, The Ring, The Coon. Uh, yeah, butter's bottom pits. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I love that uh, one. <laughs> Pinewood Derby, which is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Pinewood Derby is so good. Um, yeah, it's a wild season. <laughs> yeah, but that that was the year that for some reason every kid in um uh, in that grade just kind of went. We're all gonna watch South Park, and we would come back on Thursday, and everybody would be talking about what happened on South Park. So right, like. In the midst of that fascination, that's when I like discovered that they had a film, um, and then I discovered it was a musical, like all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, I gotta try to find this somehow. And then, right, I watched it like that, and I loved it from the moment I saw it. Like it, <laughs> it blew my mind in- instantly. Like um, I thought it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and I think it might. It might be one of the main factors why I love musicals so much now, because I kind of it was still like formative years for me. And like seeing that and seeing how that was put together and how all the songs not only were sounded really well, but they were written really well. And there were jokes in there. And it was I don't know, like just seeing all of that, like I was like, this is this is a lot like this is really, really dope. Um, it's that's the crazy thing is it's not only just a funny South Park movie, but it's a really good musical. Like right. The music is so good. And also, obviously, they went on to write the Book of Mormon and win a billion Tonys. So like they're like and they and they have so much music throughout the show. So like music is obviously a right. big thing for them. So my first experience watching this movie, I was probably a, a, around a similar age. I think I was probably 11 or 12. Um I know it was really hard for me to watch South Park at home because my mom had like the lockdown. She's like, you will not like you. She was barely okay with me watching The Simpsons, let alone watching Mm. South Park. (laughs) Uh, But I would sneak it at night. I would watch it when I could. I remember I was at my dad's house. It was really late at night and I was watching Comedy Central. And all of a sudden uh, the movie started and I was like, huh? Oh, the South Park movie. I guess it's on TV. So like, you know, it's going to be censored, but I've never seen this before. I better give it a watch. Um, it turns out I was watching the very first airing ever of Comedy Central's Secret Stash. If what, and if you're not familiar, 
Comedy Central secret stash is that late at night after midnight, they would air uncensored movies. They would air R-rated movies uncensored. Uh, they would put a warning before it. I didn't really, I didn't really process the warning when it came up. They even do a warning after every commercial. Um, That's nice. <laughs> but but the genius of this and the and the way that it made it even more shocking for me is that the movie's first swear word, if I'm not mistaken is the first swear word in the Terrence and Philip movie when the kids go to mm-hmm. see it. So you yeah, go through the whole opening mu- musical sequence, which is great. It's a really good song. And I was just like, oh, I'm really excited to watch the South Park movie. I've never seen this before. And literally the kids reaction to seeing uh, to saying to, to them saying that you're like a cock face fuck master or whatever, <laughs> like to Terrence and Philip saying like just saying fuck was exactly my reaction because I was mm. watching television and I was like, they're not allowed to say that. Like I, it, it was, it blew my mind. Like the right. moment, the moment that they said that I was like, this isn't allowed. What's happening. Like it, right. it exploded my brain and all, and all of a sudden I got like giddy. I was like, am I about to get to see this actual movie? <laughs> and then the whole movie and I watched the whole movie, you know, it was like one, 2 AM by the time it ends and it was like I felt like I was like living on a cloud. I was like I was <laughs> I, I can't describe the like glee I felt being like a it felt like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to. B, right. It was like, oh, I never thought I would get to see this, like at least, you know, at this age. And uh, and also just the shock of like it being on TV. I was like, this is so cool. Um, and so that was my first experience with the South Park movie. And uh, I don't know if I will like ever match that. It was the perfect way to experience the movie for the first time. It was so great. Yeah. Um, and I've loved always, I've always loved this movie. I think it's so funny. Obviously like the show is meant to offend. There's plenty of stuff in it. That's like, oof, but right. <laughs> that's, that's South Park. Um and it just really, it just keeps the laughs coming. The premise is so funny. And the songs mm-hmm. are so good. The dang songs are so good. Yeah, like, they aren't, because I don't know, even um, sometimes, I guess, like, cartoons, uh, cartoon animated films or whatever, they'll do, like, oh, we're going to do a musical number, but it's, like, a parody musical number. So, like, we're not going to try really super hard on the music. We're just kind of going right. to make it really tongue-in-cheek. Like, there's none of that in this movie. Like, this is... You could adapt this to the stage. Like, there's... The, like, <laughs> it's it's that, it's that brilliant. I would kind of love if they did that. I that would, would love wild. that. <laughs> Seeing a stage performance of South Park, I would go see that for sure. I would too, yeah. Wow. Wow, that would be so fun. Um, you know, this is also early South Park, so it feels a lot different. You know, it's like it feels mm-hmm. super different than a lot of the stuff that comes later. You know, like Randy was barely even a character. He's barely in this movie. He like yeah. the only times he talks, he's like part of a he's like part of a crowd of dads. You know, he's just one of the dads. Right. Um, it's mostly I, um, focused on the boys and Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. I remember the... uh, s- somewhere in the uh, in the commentary, they, they talked about how like they couldn't believe that they made a movie an entire movie without using butters like that's just <laughs> right. it's, it's unheard of them like now to do something like that but back then it was just yeah <laughs> butters is in like a couple of shots but yeah right butters is my favorite south park character and and even i don't even like didn't even register like oh yeah i guess i guess butters isn't really in this <laughs> right <laughs> <You know? laughs> um they even have like 
well, this is like barely makes sense within the context of the movie, but they even have Damien in a shot who's in one episode of season one, who's Satan's son. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's it. He goes to see the movie with them and he walks out. Like you see, <laughs> you see him in the background, um, which obviously doesn't make sense because Satan is a major part of this movie. So sure. like that they, they have, they have no seemingly no connection outside of that one episode. Um, that's the other thing that I love about this this movie, though, is like that Satan is kind of one of the main characters who yeah. has like a very substantial character arc. Right. Uh, they they give him the I want song like his song up there is mm-hmm. the like I'm dreaming of this and this is what I want with my life song that you would find in your typical musical. And they give it to the Lord of the Underworld. Right. Yeah. Satan. <laughs> um and they put him in like an abusive relationship. They make you empathize with him because Saddam Hussein is an abusive lover to Satan, which is just, I don't know how your brain thinks of that, but Matt and Trey no, did it and yeah. they nailed it. <laughs> it's-, <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. Like, I, I don't. And it's, it's, it's crazy because and I feel like you probably feel the same way, but like seeing this movie as a kid, you just kind of accept certain things. So like that the 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 realization that this is like Satan and Saddam Hussein doesn't really register until I'm talking about it out loud as an adult because it's right. just so like normal for me now that I've seen this movie so many times. I would be willing to bet that there are so many people who to them Saddam Hussein is just a South Park character. They don't <laughs> understand the cultural context of who he was. I believe uh, it. And it's like, I mean, at this point, he's he's been dead for for like a, over a decade. So like he, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense. It makes sense yeah. that people would like not be like, wait, who is this? <laughs> uh, they kind of explain it in the movie. They like they say who he was in a line. But like, right. I'm sure that p- a lot of people's introduction to Saddam Hussein was South Park. There's got to be so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Which, to be fair, like I was introduced to so many political figures through The Simpsons, you know, like tons, tons of that. Stuff. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's tons of like politicians names who I don't even really know who they were. But I just know I just know from from a Simpsons reference. I like embedded in my brain is uh, is Homer saying Lyndon LaRousse was right. And I've looked up who Lyndon LaRousse is, but I don't remember who Lyndon LaRousse is. And I know it's a politician. <laughs> There's just so, so many things like that. Um, I'm sure a lot of people were introduced to George H.W. Bush through through that Simpsons episode. That's a good intro, though. <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a pretty it's good pretty intro. Good. That episode rules. <laughs> it's so it's a, It's a wild episode. It's kind of the beginning of Homer starting to be really belligerent. Um, mm. it feels like, it feels like Homer is, uh, yeah, Homer's st- like Homer starts to get a little belligerent just at the beginning of that episode. And then obviously he just fights the president the rest of the episode. Right. So, you know, it's a pretty belligerent fun. episode. He's not as much of an asshole as he becomes a little later, but no. he is belligerent and, you know, I wouldn't call him not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, like I think a lot of, it's funny how cartoons can introduce you to aspects of culture like this yeah um but yeah it's you know it's interesting like they were making this they're making this movie during season two season two is one of the only seasons of south park that has a bunch of other writers credited on those scripts Mm. um because i think they were really busy on this even though trey parker is still credited as director for almost every episode um you they had a bunch of other people in the writer's room who have 
credits on the scripts, which is just like at this point, if you look through a list of writers for South Park, it's just as directed by written by Trey Parker, yeah. Trey Parker, Trey Parker, Trey Parker, <laughs> Trey Parker. Down the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is wildly impressive. Um, but right. yeah. uh, the it's film kind of scary. Yeah, no doubt. And the, the film is written by Trey Parker, Matt Stone and Pam Brady, who, uh, you know, I guess I don't. Re- oh, I like I like looking at this list of stuff that Pam Brady's worked on. Oh, wow. what's, <laughs> you like lit up what, what's on there. Well, she also she also helped write Team America World Police. Um, oh, she wrote on South Park. She wrote on uh, Lady Dynamite, co-created Lady Dynamite, which I think is an underrated show. It was a show on Netflix starring Maria Bamford, co-created by her and Mitch Hurwitz, who created Rest Development. Maria Bamford's a genius, underrated genius. She's incredible. Uh, but the thing that made me light up was that she wrote. Uh, it looks like she she wrote co was the the sole writer of Hot Rod, which is one of my favorite oh, <laughs> comedic films. I. I fucking adore Hot Rod. So, uh, you know, I just became a Pam Brady stan uh, at this moment right now. I wish wow, I, I, I yeah. feel I feel ashamed for not having known who Pam Brady was until this moment. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Pam Brady, thank you for your work. You've made a lot of things that make me very happy. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is great. Great work. Big fan. Um, so, yeah, what what are your do you have a what are your favorite things about this movie this movie's wild it goes a lot of places like you have the you obviously have the swear the swear situation you have the war with canada you have it's a lot you have you have the the underworld coming up to take over the earth like there's a lot happening in this movie and somehow it doesn't feel like it when you're watching it i think when i when i uh when i had like my brief obsession with the film when i was a kid uh one of the things I couldn't get over was that, like, even in that cardboard art style, it still looks like a film somehow. Um, right. It's still really cinematic. It's still really gigantic. And they, like, they did this really cool muted color thing um, with it. And, like, I just, I, even, um, just you know like before films were i mean yeah before films you know went totally digital just like looking at a movie that was done on film is just this is a totally different experience right um, so sometimes like i just i catch myself just wanting to look at the movie like not even just watch the whole <laughs> thing but just kind of look at it a little bit because i just right. really really adore um i'm so the way that it i'm looks. so curious how they animated it because i think when South Park started, obviously the the pilot was literal stop motion cardboard. Right. And then I think they started using Power Animator, I want to say. They used some some software to animate. Right. Um and I think that's what they also used for this. It, it but, has to be. Yeah, but they, you know, it's you can tell like they put more into the textures, they put more into there's a lot more computer graphics in in this than yeah, like, you know, computer looking graphics in this than were in the show at the time. Um and so and obviously this was this was rendered out in high def in 16 by 9 whereas the show was in in standard def. One of the right. craziest things about South Park though is apparently that production where they were just pack rats, uh, digital pack rats basically, and they 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 just kept all of their old 
Power Animator files. They eventually switched to Maya. They started animating a Maya, but they mm. kept all of their old files. And so then when television switched to high def, they went back and re-exported every episode of South Park except the pilot in full widescreen high def. So you can watch all of South Park in high def. Yeah. If you watch it on HBO Max, it's all in high def, even though they started making that in the 90s, which yeah, is unheard nice. of for an animated show and unheard of for most shows. Unheard of, especially the the widescreen enhancement. Some some old shows were shot in film and they can put in high def on Blu-ray, but they'll still be in four by three. Right. Um, because usually they're blocking for four by three. They're not right. they're, they're not they're ignoring the things that are in in this part, these parts of the screen. Um, yeah, so just interest, such an interesting and unique workflow for this show that allow mm-hmm. you know, because it was so simple, it allowed them to move with move with technology more than anything else, which is kind of right. ironic. <laughs> I heard them. Uh, I remember um, from the audio commentary again. I haven't heard it in years, but one thing I remember is them telling a story about how they kind of treated this movie like the show, and you're not supposed to do that. And and I'm saying that in the means of like they like finished the movie dangerously close to when it was supposed to come out. And they <laughs> yeah, said the executives right. were like freaking out <laughs> and they were like, no, nah, we got it. They, like they were chilling. Cause they, they knew what they were doing. They're like, no, nah, we got it. We'll be fine. And then the executives were like freaking out. Cause it's just not what's supposed to happen. <laughs> oh my God. That's so yeah. funny. Um, That sounds exactly like them. And they've literally just been able to continue, continue with that workflow in fact, they've perfected that workflow. Uh, now, yeah. delivering a show the day of air every right. week that they do it, which is incredible. Um, and they had that, uh, was that was like a blackout, right? During Wasn't that World War Zimmerman or something like that, that episode? They did have a blackout week, but it wasn't, it wasn't because they couldn't finish the... It wasn't because they, like, failed to get the episode out on time. It was because there was... Oh yeah, it was it was like a liter it was like a literal power outage. It was a literal right. power yeah. outage that that prevented them from getting out. Yeah, yeah. Um that was funny. When you said blackout, I my brain I was like, yeah, they had a blacked out week. <laughs> not not literal, <laughs> not literal yeah. blackout. <laughs> so then I so then I took a long walk to get exactly where we okay. started. <laughs> we got you there though. <laughs> right back around. Oh, perfect. This is going great. Um You're telling me. <laughs> oh man. Um this this movie also had I think we said this before, most swears in in movie history at this point. Uh nominated for an Oscar, nominated yeah. for the uh for Blame Canada, which frankly I think only got the nomination because it was the least vulgar song. Uh I okay. think there are five better songs than Blame Canada. And I don't dislike Blame Canada. I think Blame Canada is good. I, I think they should have gone with up there <laughs> or <laughs> up up there is just the best. It's yeah, such a it good is. song. Uh, they lost to you'll be in my heart from Tarzan. Um, uh, and then they subsequently, uh, I disagree. Really, really hated on Phil Collins in the South in South park after that, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, which was very funny. Um, I don't particularly like that song. I know a lot of people do, and I'm not going to hate on those people. But uh, I wish Blame Canada had won. Yeah, I really do. I just I just disagree with uh, 
I disagree with the choice. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, they, if I'm not mistaken, Robin Williams performed it at the Oscars, which is, yeah. which is crazy. I was going to bring um, that up. I remember that. Yeah. Not what remember, a, I mean, like, being there, but I remember, like, right. uh, seeing that, like, online yeah, yeah. once. And I believe, maybe it weren't, I think it was these Oscars. If I'm not mistaken, Matt and Trey went to them in dresses on oh, LSD. Yeah. Unless they went to a different, I th- unless this was a different Oscars, but they never been nominated before other other than this, I don't think. I don't so, think so uh, I'm pretty sure this is when they, yeah, they wore dresses to the Oscars and they they were on acid the whole time, which yeah. is uh, something I am very impressed by. Uh, pretty cool, That's pretty so cool rad. thing to do, in my opinion. <laughs> pretty cool. There are some interviews you can watch of them on the red carpet and you can tell that they're like <laughs> buzzing out of their minds but like they're just having a great time i i don't know how I they do it, it. <laughs> i don't know how they can do it but i'm impressed um yeah uh such a such a fun movie do you have a favorite song in this movie um i really love uh mountain sound the first Me one too. but i really it's but, such a good opening yeah, the uh, I love I love how I love the opening and how it like goes to every character and like you figure out pretty much you figure out what their arc in the movie is gonna be just by uh, the brief conversation they have, right? Um, but it's the it's the um, the reprise, the one at the end that I really 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 like, uh, the right. really big gigantic one where everybody joins in. Um, man, I love that I love that so much and. I think I remember all of those words. I learned them as a kid because I was really yep. weird and would do stuff like that. I was driving home from work today and I was thinking about how we were re- going to record this episode. And I subconsciously started singing that song. I was oh. just like, I was just in the car. I was like, there's a bunch of birds in the sky. <laughs> and I didn't even catch it until I was like, oh, I just sing that yeah. whole song. Some beer just went running um, by. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it's such, but- such a sweet nice start to the film it's just yeah it's great yeah i love it they they um, ease into it so well um i it, it, and every time the movie starts and it, and it goes from that paramount logo into the the south park cutout mountain and the sun yeah, and the yeah. music starts i don't know i, I get <laughs> so a clever. i get a, a warm fuzzy feeling it, it's like yeah. it's simultaneously i really like the movie and it's just so nostalgic it feels really yeah. nostalgic to me that's a really clever way to start the movie when I said um, that I think I know all the words, I definitely know all the words to that song, but the words I was talking about were all of those adjectives they give the town at the end of the, the last that's one. That's impressive. I, I knew I that always, as a Those kid. are the ones I mix up. Those are the ones I mix up for sure. I might mix them up now. It's been yeah. years. Um, yeah. But I think my absolute favorite song in the movie is uh, La Resistance. Oh, I love La Resistance. Phenomenal. It's so good. It's it mixes so everything good. perfectly. Oh my God. And it's and also just like the variety of styles of songs. It's like that one, like yeah. they're so different. That one is so fun. I guess they technically recycled Kyle's Mom's a Bitch from the show. I'm pretty sure that was in the show first. It was, um, but yeah. Not to that <laughs> but, scale. <laughs> right, not to that scale. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they get pretty wild with it. <laughs> they get yeah. Pretty wild with it. <laughs> oh man um it's interesting i forget how kind of hardcore and detestable sheila is in this movie um i remember thinking 
I remember watching season 20 of South Park, which is the uh, probably the most disliked season of the show. It was the season that they went full serialization. It was also the mm-hmm. season where Donald Trump became president and that messed up their plan because they did not expect that to happen. Uh, and so a lot of the second half of the season gets really messed up. But in that season, um, Gerald Broflovsky is like a detestable person. He's like online trolling all these people and like just being a, a horrendous human being. Uh, and I remember watching that and being like, wow, how how could he come back from this? Like, how could I ever look at this character the same way again? And then I went and rewatched mm. the movie and I was like, I guess I forgot about how detestable Sheila was in this. She literally right. murders Terrence and Philip. Yeah, because, yeah, she is the one who literally pulls the trigger to kill Terrence right. and Philip. Um, and it's funny kind of how at the end they're just like, well, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's okay. <laughs> um, and I guess granted, you know, Kenny saves the day and the world goes back to normal, but, um, yeah, it's like, I forgot that it was literally her and it was like, oh, she, she murdered these people and caused the hell to rise up on earth because of it. Um, uh, which is pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. The way the dilemma um, escalates in this movie is insane. It is because it's just kids go to see a movie. The movie has swears. They start saying all the swears. Uh, all the rest of the kids start saying all the swears. Parents get mad at it. Uh, they try to fix it. Fail. Kids go to see the movie again. Start swearing again. Uh, and then they blame all of Canada. <laughs> all of Canada for... <laughs> for that movie uh and they, bl- and they, bl- they pretty much blamed all of canada because kenny died that's right because kenny yeah. dies that's right because mm-hmm. kenny dies kenny lights his fart on fire because he saw it in the movie and then they blame canada um and then canada bombs the baldwins <laughs> to retaliate <laughs> they, they bomb the baldwins all the baldwins are dead it's <laughs> just so funny because like i mean even back then like who like people cared about alec baldwin but like no one cares about the other baldwin sorry steven and whatever the other one is named <laughs> nobody oh. cares <laughs> do you know do you know their name? No, I don't. That's right, you don't. Uh, comment, comment below. Who? What's the other Baldwin? Comment Baldwin. Yeah, we should just call uh, this episode his name, the one we left out. Yeah. With apologies to Daniel Daniel Baldwin. With apologies. To- oh man it's pretty great um but that is so funny i'll always laugh at that that bill clinton delivery uh uh (laughs) canada has bombed the baldwins (laughs) it's just so funny they declare war on canada over over this um it's a it's a wild movie and then everyone gets drafted and it's a literal yeah, it, war. It, it just it happens so fast. <laughs> like yeah, and the V chip stuff going on over here. Like Ike has to hide has to hide in the attic to stay away from like so oh, it doesn't yeah, get rounded right. up. It's dark, man. It gets dark. Um, and and then obviously all the stuff with Satan. Like Satan has this great arc where he's just like, I'm, I am down in hell because that's my place in the world. This is what I'm supposed to be. 
Uh, but I want to I want to go up there. I want to be somewhere else where I can do new things. I can try out new things. I don't you know, I I because of my beliefs, I'm forced to be down here. Um, right. And I think that's such a fucking funny and smart angle to, to make Satan your main character. Like we should make him <laughs> empathetic because right. he doesn't. He didn't choose to be there. <laughs> he wants to. He wants to go up. He wants to be. He wants to have a, a life yeah. on the surface. Um, and on top of that, you got the real villain, Saddam Hussein, uh, <laughs> which is it's a very funny sentence. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, also, some like wild guest stars in this movie. Uh, George Clooney is the doctor, which is hilarious. Right. Yeah, um, a doctor we've seen in the show before, but like you know, mm-hmm. at this point in his career he's pretty much just off of er i want to say or maybe still on er so he'd been playing a doctor on television like that was his thing that's what he was known for so like well let's get george clooney in the south park movie to play a doctor um weirdly they had brent spiner do the voice of conan o'brien even though you i know they could have asked yeah conan i think we talked about this yeah they could have just they really could have just called conan he would have been maybe, cool with the joke maybe, they did and everything maybe because they had him kill himself <laughs> i think he would have been i think he would have laughed at that i think he would have too um but brent spiner is like he played data on star trek the next generation like very random guest star to play to play another celebrity strange um and uh and then like the craziest one is they had mike judge do the voice of kenny kenny mccormick uh, which is a really sweet moment when kenny the whole movie kenny kenny is just the sweetest kenny is one of my favorite characters in the show i think he's an under i think he's an underrated character especially when they eventually revealed that he's mysterion and you learn that he experiences yeah. all of his deaths uh, it completely recontextualizes his entire existence um but this movie he's you know he's one of the gang he lights his farts on fire he dies and he goes to hell and the whole time he's in hell He's basically just like trying to help Satan and give him advice. He's like, dude, you should like yeah. <laughs> you should stand up, stand up for yourself. You like, leave him? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you should leave him. Exactly. He's like he's giving him real advice. And and then at the end of the movie, uh, he he finally gets through to Satan. Satan throws Satan. Th- Satan throws Saddam into the pit. He dies. And he's just like, you thank you like you believed in me you you gave me the strength to do this i'll give you one wish i'll let you do like whatever you want and then kenny sacrifices himself in order to make the world go back to how it was before hell came to earth it's just the what a good what a good good little kid love kenny right um (laughs) but that's so wild they just had mike judge come in just do the voice of kenny for one line i think he says goodbye you guys goodbye you guys yeah yeah, (laughs) um Mike Judge, obviously, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you know who Mike Judge is. Creator of they Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. Um, and, and the at Good this point, Family. And the Good Family, you know. his his masterpiece that we will talk about. Can't I forget. promise. I can't um, if, wait. <laughs> remember when we great. found out remember when we found out that, that kid was South African? I know. We, forgot. we we were looking we were looking at the at the at the the list of characters and it was like David Herman plays Ubuntu. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, wait, I don't remember this. <laughs> I know. I had to look it up. Yeah, because the, the thing is that they're like your typical liberal family and they, right. they wanted to adopt a black kid from Africa and got a white kid from South Africa, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Conceptually pretty that. funny. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anyways, we'll get to the good family, we promise. <laughs> it's going to be uh, it's going to be a great time. I'm very excited. I can't wait. Um, yeah. I can't either. Um, yeah, and you know they had a lot of, a lot of voices in here, but those were the main guest voices. Obviously, it's funny to look through. It's like, oh yeah, Matt Stone plays Saddam Hussein and Butters and Big Gay Al. You know, it's like, oh yeah, Trey Parker plays Stan and Eric and Satan and Bill Clinton. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just funny to look at all their. There's a wild lineup. Yeah, um, I'm sure that they're list of characters they've played over the course of South Park is the most absurd list of variety of people of all time. Um, Man. Who who does Kanye? Do you know who does Kanye? No, let's look it up. That's a good impression. (laughs) It's so funny. It's such a funny Kanye. Um, Kanye West South Park is voiced by Trey Parker. Voiced by Trey Parker. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, so he man. plays so Satan and Kanye West. <laughs> I, it's it's so funny. I'm looking at I'm looking at the Kanye West South Park Wikipedia page, and then it also says like relatives, mother, d- d- and, and wife, and stepmother in law. So it says like the characters who I think have been on south park before okay <laughs> um are are listed in here so it's like wife kim kardashian west and then you click it and you go to the kardashians page but the funniest thing is like stepmother-in-law is caitlin jenner because caitlin jenner has been on the show before mm. um so they just like right yeah it's only the characters who uh that wow just... i just learned it's caitlin jenner is 71 years old that's wild i had no idea i learned that i learned that uh a couple days ago Wow, yeah. we're all we're all learning. Yeah. <laughs> we're all learning stuff <laughs> about Caitlyn Jenner this week. Apparently, right? Um, what else is there to talk about with this movie? Uh, the music is incredible. Mm-hmm. the The storyline is so smart by by making the vulgarity the focus, uh, right. and and the 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 conflict. It's the focus and the conflict of the movie is the vulgarity, mm-hmm. which the movie embraces obviously uh, to great effect. Um. Yeah. Do you have any other like favorite moments, favorite parts of the the South South Park Bigger Longer and Uncut? Um. I love like the stuff with uh with Chef and uh and Stan where he's with Stan's, <laughs> which is like again when you watch this when you're twelve. Or I did 11, not get it. I did not. Know yeah, it's happening. like it's like okay, whatever. <laughs> this is what they're doing. But like seeing this now, like. Um, as 23, where he's like, uh, where he's like, Chef, how do you get a girl to like you? And then he just absentmindedly says, oh, you just got to find a clitoris. He's <laughs> <laughs> so like, what? What does that mean? And it's like, so oh, damn. funny. It's like, oh, no, it's easy, Stan. Yeah. <laughs> got to find a clitoris. So <laughs> absentminded. He's like the, still working while he does it. And the rest of the movie Stan's mm-hmm. just like, where's the clitoris? <laughs> He's just asking people, where do you, where's the clitoris? Where do you find the but clitoris? They, they like, 
give it to him at the end. Like they, he still he has yeah. that moment where he finds it. <laughs> but even with <laughs> the visualization, so like as a kid, I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I thought it was. Ice I don't know cream, what this is. Fam. Yeah, like, it looks like a. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was strawberry. I thought it was strawberry ice cream. <laughs> Granted, it's because they I'm made sorry. it giant you know what i mean yeah, so like it's right. like the scale throws you off a little bit but even as a kid i even if it you know if it weren't at that scale i would have been like i don't i still don't know what's happening i was right. i was 12 um, yeah. so um man uh i really do like so yeah lava's instance said you said is your favorite song i really love what's the character um what's his name what's the kid's name um gregory oh, uh, gregory yeah, gregory <laughs> i went to yardale and had a 4.0 great point, <laughs> great point <laughs> <laughs> oh wait cartman says a really bad line after that <laughs> oh i know i know there are like it's funny it's it, i mean it's not funny but it's like the, it's it's so interesting to go back and all these early south park use early south park uses that slur so much more often mm-hmm. and you know it's like very it's very weird to hear it you know today but it is but right, it is interesting because yeah. you know back then when these were being made, that's how kids, that's how kids talk. They said that word constantly. That was just like what Absolutely. kids were doing. So, um, you know, as an adult, you listen to it and you're like, holy shit. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just like, it's, it's weird. They talk about that a lot. They talk about how South Park, they've made it for so many years. And whenever each episode is made, it's, it's very much was a reflection of, of them at that time. And mm-hmm. and they have changed. They've changed a lot over those years. They've changed their beliefs. They've changed their views. They've changed how they do the show. They've changed the words they yeah. say when they do the show. And that, uh, that they're not. They, stuff is a real good example of that. Exactly. And they and they they, they they talk about how they don't want to go back and just pretend that they weren't that this wasn't the case. You know what I mean? They don't want to go back mm-hmm. and like censor what they did and said back then. Uh, they just they just want you to go into it with the mindset that like this is this is not how we feel now. This is this is 25 years old. <laughs> you know what I right, mean? Like yeah. this is not a thing we would do anymore. But yeah, that's exactly right. That Al Gore thing, which granted the Man Bear Pig episode is is genuinely one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but the fact that they made this episode basically implying that Al Gore's fight against climate change was actually fighting this imaginary monster that doesn't exist. Right. Uh, and then only for them to 10 years later be like, well, we were really off base about this. So surprise man, bear pig is real and it's yeah. fucking up everybody, <laughs> which is such a smart way to say, Oh, we were wrong. <laughs> it's yeah. such a good, it's such a good smart way to do that. And, and then also that episode had a lot of really fun, great new commentary on, on the subject um, and then also like there's a great clip of Al Gore talking about it where he's just like, I thought it was really it took a lot of courage and was really great of them to go oh. back and admit like that they were wrong and to change their mind publicly about this on That's their so show. Nice. It's so cool. I love it. I'm going to yeah. make a video about that. I'm making a video about that for my channel for sure. Oh, um, that's right. I'm going to call it with apologies to Al Gore. <laughs> I love that. Ah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, Man, it kind of reminds me of uh, you ever hear about that um, that back and forth the Simpsons writers had with uh, um, George, George Bush's wife. Uh, oh, Barbara Bush. Yeah. Uh, where like, because I think George Bush said 
once he said that like he oh i think i did he, hear about this he wanted the uh he wanted the wall he wanted the american family to be more like the waltons and not like the simpsons right and then didn't they uh, write did they write a letter in, as marge simpson as marge yeah that's so be- cool yeah because barbara says something about how she said that the simpsons was the stupidest thing she'd ever seen or something like that uh and then that's what provoked them to like write this like cute little letter uh from March to her. And then she wrote one back, uh, just kind of thanking Marge. And it was like, oh, oh Marge, I, I didn't that. know you had that in you. It was really, it's really, it's a great story. I love it. And um, it's so funny though. You can but probably I do... find that clip on YouTube. Yeah. I'm going to, I got to look into that. Y'all should look into that too, because that's a really good story. Yeah, but that's so, really that's good. so funny. And like, I feel like that's something you can talk about with The Simpsons and South Park is like the, so much of the cultural reaction to it from like especially older generations was kind of this fear and confusion of like what like what is this this is dumb i don't get it but like mm-hmm. the simpsons has so much heart like the Sim- especially Absolutely. early simpsons it's there's especially, so much yes. there's so much heart in that show and there's so many like great lessons and just great it's it's a relatable great sitcom it's not just like mm-hmm. a dumb family animated family it's it's got stuff to say. And right. I, you know, my mom didn't get it as a kid. My mom thought it was stupid and thought I shouldn't watch it. And I'm like so grateful that I just fought against that to the point where I'm like, no, I'm going to watch <laughs> The Simpsons. It's my favorite thing. Um, because I think I'm, I feel like I have such a better, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it made me a more well-rounded person like watching Absolutely. that show. I could say that about myself, yeah. And you know, and I, I know this to an extent, obviously South Park's different because South Park is so is so made to offend like they are just right they're just it's it's made that way but I think while some people could watch South Park and take away just oh the offensive stuff is what I like and that is and then like envelop themselves in that which is maybe not a great reaction there are also (laughs) still good well-rounded morals in South Park Uh, they, they, they do a lot of stuff early on they have an episode in like season one that the the big gay Al episode that is very much a pro gay storyline mm-hmm. in the 90s. That was before The Simpsons did it, you know, um, maybe around the same time The Simpsons did it because um, they had that which that episode. I don't think that episode actually holds up as well as I want it to about homophobia. Uh, yeah, Homer's phobia. It's a great yeah. episode title, though. <laughs> it is a perfect episode title. It's such a good episode title. Um, but the funny thing about that season one South Park episode is that, like, the whole climax of that episode is like the whole thing is Stan is upset that his dog is gay, uh, and he's like, "I don't want you to be gay," and and then he goes and meets Big Gay Al, and Al's like, "There is no reason to be." to have a problem with that like look like yeah you know it's like it's okay it's fine and it's like the whole message is very much like like pro pro live your life love your love you know be yourself Mm. and then you know the punchline of the episode is that when stan comes out and showcases those beliefs the town gets mad which is also very much a representation of how society was at the time but i don't think you i don't think i would watch that episode and come away with the message that like like that the show is that the show is anti-gay i would think Mm -hmm. the show is actually (laughs) very much saying the opposite you know um which is interesting you know it's like i think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of representation in South Park that has very much missed the mark over the years. They've done a lot of harmful and problematic things over the course of the show. Right. Yeah. Um, but I also think that in a lot of other ways, they've done things better than a lot of mainstream media because they're not. I don't know. They're they have a they have a freedom that mainstream media doesn't uh, with this show. They can do whatever they want and say whatever they feel and for better or worse. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think the show, there's a really great video I would recommend everyone check out. It's by a great YouTube channel called Pride Brary. It's a, it's, a, it's a YouTube channel that does LGBTQ analysis in media. And it's called South Park vs. Mainstream Media on LGBTQ, something like that. Oh, I think um, I saw that in my recommended. It's a really, really good video that both points out how South Park more effectively handles LGBTQ storylines than a lot of other mainstream media, while also fully acknowledging its shortcomings. It doesn't just like give it a free pass mm. for some of the more problematic representations that the show has had, and it calls right. it out for that, which is, I think, obviously important. But it also showcases how like they they give better they they give better representation for a lot of these LGBT couples than in the show than then, you know, mainstream films are able to because of a lot of, you know, politics involved with movie studios and putting movies in China right. and like MPAA bullshit. Um, yeah. There's all of these factors and South Park just doesn't have to deal with. Um, and it's like, I mean, it's cool, but it's also mostly like a bummer that why can't mainstream media just fucking get it right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, we're still we're not in the exact same spot, but it's still rough. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's also I mean, it's also funny that like this this movie features it features Satan in a in a homosexual relationship, but it's never the punchline is never it's that played they're gay. It's played completely it's played for straight. lack of a better yeah. term. Oh wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I know you didn't. <laughs> I um, think they can see how serious my face was when I said right. that. Well the, but the listeners at home might not. Uh, the people hey, who are listening. Uh, so get off Spotify. Uh, <laughs> no, we need the Spotify. I want to hit the Spotify charts again. Stay on Spotify. Okay. Um, stay on Spotify. No, but no, but it is funny. Like they <laughs> um it's never it's never the punchline. It's never like Mm-mm. it's like ha ha Satan's gay. It's like it is very much played like an emotional, like important aspect of, you know, a relationship. It's just a relationship drama. It's not the punchline isn't the homosexuality. It's just played like it's a relationship with drama Absolutely. that needs fixing. Um, and that's cool they did that in 1999 <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that's it's cool you know granted you can read into the fact that it was satan himself but like you know it, in the context of south park satan's kind of a good dude so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's actually a pretty great dude uh, i did a video on that you should check it out um it's a good video huh? thank you thank you Tariq. you're um, welcome <laughs> it's tunerific Tariq seal of approval um bless up yeah, man, it's uh, it's it's like this is a it's just this movie does so many interesting things and in in a time where they weren't doing things quite like this, you know, any mm-hmm. granted South Park South. No one quite does things like South Park, but um, I kind of love I kind of love that the show created this like weird cultural backlash at the time where it was like people were like this is this is, you know, this 
this is the work of Satan, you know, like this, <laughs> this is, this is corrupting our youth. It's terrible. Right. Um, and it kind of just gave it this like punk rock vibe. Like, like this show very much has this punk rock. Like we're going to make this ourselves in our basement and we're going to say what we want. And like, <laughs> who, who cares? Fuck you, dad. I'm going to watch my South park, you know? Um, <laughs> um, it's cool. Like, you know, and obviously like, like I said before, I don't want to give the show a pass for the places it falls short because if we ever mm-hmm. do cover the show, there's it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of big discussions to have. It's a lot of a lot of long conversations. Exactly, which is why Those I think might we be might four hour episodes. Yeah, we might have to put that one off for a while because that's gonna be a. It is. It's yeah. just gonna be a lot to unpack because of the time it was made and the and the goals of the show to offend so blatantly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so like, there's gonna be a lot to talk about in those regards in addition to what the stories are telling what Um, i like about the show too is that like and i think we we talked about this before uh just in thinking about like the direction the show went later on but like the thing i really appreciate about it is that like not only is it like really smart but they still have fun like they still do stories about the boys playing a video game or right uh you know just kind of like just like just them doing stuff kind of thing well like them wrestling like you know what i mean like right um it's still it's still like (laughs) that episode's hilarious um but yeah they still uh allow themselves to have fun with these uh these characters and like and they they're not they're not afraid to evolve the show like obviously Mm -hmm. now it's on this tegrity farms thing and a lot of people don't care for it but i'm like if they're if they want to just make what makes them laugh and like they you know they've been doing the show for 25 years if they want to just do something that's not just the status quo and they want to change it up then like just let them do their thing they can you know what i mean it's yeah they're, they're having it's fun better to it. do that because that's what they want to do otherwise if they keep doing what everybody expects of them it will deteriorate right exactly definitely. you know some people would argue that it has but i've been hearing that argument for over 10 years so <laughs> you know it's Man. just you hear it about everything it's like i i feel like the whole time i've been a south park fan i hear people be like oh it sucks now and i'm like oh when did it start to suck at this season this season this season it's always a different season that's so it's been i feel like i might have talked about this one here before but it's been really consistent that um for the simpsons it's like, you know, one to nine, maybe one to eight or one to ten, maybe or something. It's just still yeah. that specific it's in that range. range. Yeah, yeah it's, it's common for The Simpsons. But like, I remember sometime I'll go and look at a clip from season 15 or something like that. And somebody would comment like, back when the show was good. It's like, well, this, <laughs> like huh. this is when nobody cared. Yeah, this, <laughs> so, is, like, this is when people first started saying the show is bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is, yeah. Um, it is funny how like I mean that's that's just the nature of of media and and history though. Like I think the craziest example of this, and I mean this is maybe something you don't relate to because I know we've talked about this before. You're not a Star Wars guy, but mm. I grew up. Uh, as uh, when I was nine years old, I went to see the Phantom Menace in the theater. I loved it as a kid. The Star Wars prequels were very much panned by fans and critics alike yeah. uh, when they came out. 
not yeah, a no, single no, no, no. one of them was well received like not like and th- not not any of them people did not like those movies and and now it has been 20 years since they've all come out it's been almost 20 years since the third one came out and they have these die hard fans who just absolutely adore those movies because they grew up on them and mm. You know, I think we're going to see that with a show like The Simpsons and South Park because those are such long enduring things. And you're right, going to keep yeah. seeing with with this, with Star Wars as well. You got all these kids who love the prequels and say that the sequels are bad. And then in 10 yeah. years, we're going to have new movies and the kids who grew up on the sequels are going to come out of the woodwork and be like, the sequels were the best. These new movies suck. And it's just going to be that cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the fan base of Star Wars will never be will never be healed because of it <laughs> because they are a uh, just an obscenely divided fan base that I, as much as I love I Star imagine. Wars, I just don't like to engage anymore. Um, it's uh, probably better for your health. It's so much better for my health. It's so much better. I just talked to the people who, who are my friends about, about Star Wars. I'm like, let's talk That's about good. Star Wars. Yeah. Cause we know, what we like about Star Wars. Right. We don't need to argue with other people about what they like about Star Wars. Right. And I feel like, you know, it's it's a little harder. It's weird with The Simpsons because they there's this original era in which they were rotating out these these showrunners for so long. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and then like they people consider the Mike Scully era when it started going down downhill. Um, I I have a lot of nostalgia and love for some of the Mike Scully era. And then a lot of people, and then, you know, Al Jean for 15 years, which is wild. Like, right. it's just, just Al Jean running the show. No, right. no disrespect to Al Jean. I love, love Al Jean. Uh, seasons three and four, I think are uh, incredible. Like some of my favorites mm-hmm. and he co-show, show run those. And, you know, it's hard to make a show for that long. It's impressive that he's been able to do it. <laughs> it just kind of um, seemed like, um, and I, w- I would pick up on this, like, like kind of as like a teenager and a kid like and as a kid and watching interviews but as a teenager just like seeing stuff online like it you read like interviews and stuff like it kind of seems like Al Jean is the only one that still cares about it like that cared about it enough to keep show running and keep yeah like you know Um, it's interesting I feel like you know I it feels like they should have just stayed the course of like every few years bring rotate showrunners but right. you know maybe i don't know maybe maybe they didn't maybe people didn't want to maybe it was just he was like well if we want the show to keep going i gotta do it <laughs> you know yeah i guess yeah uh. it's really is is because you you watch like interviews and stuff like that and they always get him now like you rarely right. hear from matt like oh uh, yeah I mean, I feel you like, know, like I feel like I haven't heard from Matt in tw- about the show in twenty years. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, like, what else can you say about it? You know, is he right. just gonna tell the story about uh, taking his name off because the critics showed up? Like, <laughs> right. I, <don't> know. <laughs> I also, um, you know, he and I know he when he started doing Futurama, he was very much he was very much more involved in Futurama than The Simpsons when that started mm-hmm. up, and I think he's similarly involved in Disenchantment now. Um, you know, maybe not a, he's not writing episodes, but I think he's sitting in with the writers and he's pitching ideas and he's like a part of the process, you know? So, um, you know, I, he, he moves on to other projects while the Simpsons continues, but, um, 
yeah it's interesting but the but the but the crazy thing the the thing that the crazy thing to bring it back to south park is that it's just been these two guys it's just been these two guys for 24 years they've done 20 23 seasons two specials and a movie two huge video games (laughs) um and that's and that's just the south park stuff that they've done you know like they've done obviously a couple other movies they've done a a tony multiple tony winning musical book of mormon um they are just like they are they are if i'm not mistaken they i think they're i think they're actually just an oscar away from an egot let me i don't i don't know if that's true (laughs) or not Trey Parker. Does Trey Parker have a Grammy? That's the question. Uh, yes, yeah. for Book of Mormon. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> so they've won a lot of Emmys. They've won a Grammy. They've won a bunch of Tonys. And they've been nominated for an Oscar. Um, Jeez. And I bet they'll get nominated for an Oscar again. Uh, I think uh, I think what's, like, what's cool to think about... Um, when you think about the scope of them doing like all of this stuff, like, you know, like the play and the show and everything like that, their schedules have to be easy to work around. Right. They just kind of block out a couple months. Exactly. To go do the show. They, they, they have so much of their year left. They, they really figured it out. Like they, they Mm -hmm. basically, I mean, now it's a little different with the pandemic. They were kind of doing these, these specials, which took a little longer, but like they basically, I think their process is that uh, before they start, like a month before they start a season of South Park, they go on a retreat with the writers. It's Matt, Trey, and all of the writing staff. They go somewhere to a to a hotel. They hole up. They talk about the last year, and they throw out story ideas, and they just kind of write them down and and just just hang out and shoot the shit and pitch ideas. They don't do any writing. They just pitch. Uh, then they go in to the writer's room, probably a couple weeks, probably a couple weeks before the first episode. I don't think they go in just one week in and then they Mm -hmm. kind of break out what they want to do for the season based on that stuff and start writing. And they, and then they just week, 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 every week episode. They do take, they usually do take like two weeks off. Like they'll take one week off every three weeks or so in the middle of a 10 episode season. Mm -hmm. Uh, just to give themselves a little buffer, but like they basically spend 12 to 15 weeks, 12 to 15 weeks to make 10 episodes of their show. So you got about three to four months and the rest of their year, they do totally free, whatever, totally free. Maybe they just hang out with their, maybe they just hang out with their family. Maybe they go, maybe they're writing another musical. Maybe they're figuring out their next movie. I don't know. Um, but nuts, that's so. they sounds like they really figured it out. <laughs> they really got yeah. it made. It's nuts. I'm jealous. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, rad, they, man. have you played the South Park games? Mm-mm, I haven't. You should play I the South Park are, games. I, I never, I never beat the second good. one. I need to beat it. I was just bad at the, the battle system in the second one. Um, but you should play them. Uh, they are so funny, so fun, and uh, it it literally is just like, oh, I am in South Park. You get to That's create good. your character. Cool. You are the new kid in town and you get to walk around all of South Park and explore. It's crazy. Uh you get to pick up you get to pick up loot from everywhere you go and it's all inside jokes and references to the show. Uh all it's right. great. It's top notch, highly recommend. 
uh, the South Park games. Um, well, what else do we, you got anything else to say about the South Park movie? It's, it's such a fun, funny movie. The music is so great. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, yeah. And it's, I, it's, it is like, I, I said it earlier, but I'll reiterate that it is gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> as one thing I'll never leave out when just describing yeah. it. Like it's, I love the way that it looks. I love the way that it sounds. It's really gigantic. Um, you would think that it would be difficult to take a show like that and create such a grand scope and give them such these like insanely high stakes and for it to work right. and everything to pay off as good as it did. Like it really is. It's dope. I love it. It's funny because even now, like they switch to Maya and they can do a lot more things animation wise now and they do crazier, bigger things. They use w- more wild CG effects. They just like they do crazier things now. Yeah. But this one still feels the movie still feels more cinematic than any episode of the show. Yeah, man. Like even like I don't know, like Imagination Land or something like that. It yes. feels even bigger than that somehow. You, and you I don't can, know how, exactly how. You could basically string the Imagination Land trilogy together and call it a South Park movie. Right. Uh, it, yeah, but, and that's and conceptually that is grand. That is wild, really cool, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as big as the South Park movie. Um, and, you know, I guess that's maybe just the attention to detail they were able to put into the film because it's, you know, a little bit longer time to produce. You have a little bit more uh, time to produce it. I will say that this is something I thought about uh, for years. And it kind of makes sense when you're kind of doing the same thing, you know, technology and time. But, like... Is at a certain point it got to a, a point where like I felt like South Park's animation got too detailed. Right. Uh, there's like that like sometimes they'll add like like multiple hue shading like and everything like that and I don't know it would it would always stick out to me um like every time they would do it and that's not to say that it doesn't look great and that it's not impressive. Or anything like that but it was it's it's such a i'm only bringing it up because it's such a contrast to this movie where everything is simplified it's so right. simple that it somehow feels big um yeah it might there might be a little bit of i don't want to call it overcompensating like in the in the newest stuff but like it is like in comparison to this film it is like this film is very very simple it's very flat laid out it looks yeah. like you could just hover over a table and look at it displayed like on the table yeah i um, feel like the show it needed it needed some time to grow into some of the like more complicated stuff it started to do like right. when they started throwing those crazy effects in, it was like oh this feels weird and different and not like south park and i feel like they've as the time has gone on they've done a really good job kind of honing in on how to blend that stuff with and make it still feel like South Park. Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of points over the show where it's like, oh, this is this is not very South Parky. Like the like I as I love the Coon and Friends trilogy, but like Cthulhu's big 3D model comes to mind. Right. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, same with like in 200 and 201 when they when they redid Mecha Streisand and it was like the big CG Mecha Streisand. Mm. Um, but the movie. Yeah, it doesn't try to do anything big like that. It just it uses it just tries to like 
it just tries to use it tries to take the simplest the simple stuff and make it more cinematic rather than making the the stuff less simple you know what i mean yeah so exactly exactly yeah and so like i love i love how in the south park movie it it zooms in and you can just see what looks like the texture of of a paper you know what i mean like it looks like Mm -hmm. it looks like it looks like construction paper texture on the characters and on the backgrounds and everything and when that's in high def on a big screen it's just like you can yeah, see it. it makes you know me what I mean? Get it's like, Blu-ray. <laughs> dude, get the Blu-ray. It's worth it. It's great. Yeah, it makes me want yeah. to. Um, it makes me want to f- go find a screening of it and go see it in a theater. <laughs> I really want to see it again. I would fucking love to see this in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> like that would that would that would make my day. We got to figure that out. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll maybe we'll rent we the could just we rent the theater and we find. Uh, we find an actual prints of the film so we can watch it. That would be so cool be to find an actual print. Man, there's some theaters here in LA that do a 35 millimeter screenings and like, oh man, if like, if one of them did the South Park movie, I'd buy, I'd buy a bunch of tickets. I would buy a ticket and I would fly you out, Tariq. Uh, <laughs> like, I was going to say, I would come buy in a to see this with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would be there. Um, Wow. I, yeah, great movie really uh just incredible nostalgia for this film my Absolutely. first experience watching it was great and i just i don't know it's just this is like a big part of my childhood this movie it's it was like it's hard to describe how i i can't remember a happier feeling than the first time i watched this movie like i can't remember many <laughs> happier feelings than that um there's just so much going into that weird experience that made me like just adore everything about this film and i have i i every time i revisit it i'm like like i i i watched it with you a few weeks ago obviously and then i mm-hmm. sat down to to watch just the satan parts for my my satan video and i literally turned it on and it was like Oh, I'm just gonna watch the whole movie again. <laughs> and it had been it had been one week since I had re- I had watched it with you, uh, yeah. and that was how I was like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna watch this whole movie. It's only an hour and a half. This is perfect. Um, I'm just gonna watch the whole thing. To and be fair, I probably would have done the exact same thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have much else. It's a great movie. I'm uh, I'm you know talking about it has got me kind of interested and eager and like thinking about what it will be like when we talk about South Park on the pod at some point. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. You got any other, you got any last thoughts on the South Park bigger, longer and uncut talking about it made me want to see it again for some reason. I know I'm feeling <laughs> the same way. I have a lot of work to do tonight, but a part of me is like, I should just get in bed and watch the South Park movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a comforting, it's like, I mean, it's partially it so nostalgic, but it's comforting. Like it's just, it is really comforting. Yeah. Um, well, if you uh, if you have obviously we said this earlier, but we are we're not going to quite jump back into Archer yet, but we are going to mm-hmm. jump back into Archer. I promise. Uh, I just need a little more free time right now. My my new job, I'm working on this production and it's just taken up a lot of my life. Um, so we're going to keep doing movies for right. at least one more week, maybe two more weeks. Uh, but I think we have confirmed that next week we're going to talk about the Simpsons movie. Absolutely. Which I'm excited about. I can't wait either. I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, 
I obviously it maybe two weeks ago. I, I saw you log it. I saw you log it in Letterboxd. <laughs> Letterboxd um, yeah. I'm really excited to watch it and talk about it because this will be the first. I mean, obviously, we talk about The Simpsons almost every episode of the show we record mm-hmm. because it's impossible to talk about adult animation without at some point going back to The Simpsons because that is kind of what created modern adult animation. But um, right. it's uh, it'll be the first Simpsons that we talk about on the pod. And, you know, I think I, it's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll very similarly mm-hmm. be thinking, huh, I want to start wa- talking about the Simpsons on the podcast. <laughs> we have yeah. so many. We just going to have we have so much to talk about right. um, over the course of the podcast. But there are a lot you know of questions like Chris. Exactly. I'm just going to lay out the schedule for y'all, though. The plan is to uh, to do that next week. We might do one more week of a movie. We might. Mm-hmm. Depends on how busy we are. Or we might jump back into Archer. And we're honestly, I think the plan is just to go straight through Archer. Right, I think we're yeah. just going to go. I know. Today. I know we've been taking breaks from for for shows for miniseries. We only did the first four seasons of Futurama, but we're just going to power through all eleven seasons of Archer. Um, we're going to talk about all of it. Maybe after a certain season, we'll take a break, like in the middle, and do another movie or something. If we're feeling like, oh, this is too much Archer, but the right. plan is just to like. You know what? We've been doing this podcast for we've done like 10 plus episodes now. We can just power through a whole series and then we'll yeah. uh, and then we'll Fuck and then you. we'll who knows what we'll do after that. We do need to get back into Futurama. I do want to talk about the Futurama movies really badly. We have some cool guests planned and we've already recorded our Bender's Big Score episode. Like yeah, I'm about to ago. say the longer we wait uh, it's gonna to be get a back trip. into Futurama, the funnier the way we do that episode is because I think we keep saying stuff like we don't know when this is coming out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We just finished your trauma. <laughs> it's going to come out next year. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's going to be funny though. That's, I think that's a good episode. We, we were so eager to talk about mm-hmm. Bender's big score. We just jumped right into it. Right. But we got to talk. We will probably do a month. That is Bender's big score. Beast with a billion backs, Bender's game and into the wild green yonder all individually. Right. That's um, the only reason we haven't, use that because we could have just threw that in one of the like weeks that we were gone but exactly i wanted to would, those would be better if they were all together all of the future agreed so agreed so it'll be fun and then you know obviously as always comment what you want us to talk about we obviously already have 100 million things we want to talk about on this podcast right. uh it's a lot and then you know we're also like by the time that's happening, Rick and Morty season five will be done. Maybe we'll we'll have to talk. We might have to talk about that, too. Maybe we'll end up taking a break in the mm. middle of Archer to cover Rick and Morty season five. So, like, I don't know. We there's a lot. We haven't even gotten to our favorite. Some of our favorite shows yet. Uh, Tar- no. <laughs> Tariq, Tariq has only been able to talk about Family Guy by bringing it up. Not <laughs> specifically because we hey, want to talk about it. Let the record be known. That you were the first person to say Family Guy this episode. I didn't yes, do it this you're, time. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm getting um, better. My new fascination is uh, Cleveland Show. Smart guy. No, oh, not Cleveland guy. Show. <laughs> you I were talking about Cle- you were talking about Cleveland Show the other day, and I do want to cover Cleveland Show. Um, but I maybe we too. should cover Smart Guy. Smart Guy is. Uh, I've watched I would a lot love of Smart to guys talk about Smart I would love to talk about Smart Girl, man. Well, maybe this is where we should wrap up our episode. 
This is a nice one. A little tighter than usual because we're just talking about a movie. But you should expect that for these movie episodes. We're not always going to talk for three hours, guys. Yeah. All right. We're not going to give you the duration of the movie about Yeah. Well, we almost did here. The movie's an we hour We almost and a half did, and- <laughs> but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. Uh, but we're going to sing for 10 more minutes so that we do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and with that, all right, I guess I'll just do the sign-off stuff. Thank you to Michael Yunez for producing and editing this podcast. Thank you to Carrie Feek for our artwork. Thank you for Jake Neutron to Nate. Thank you to Jake Neutron for our theme song. Thank you to Tunerific Tariq for talking about South Sweet. Park with me today. Uh, thank you to you, the audience, for listening every week that we put out an episode and not complaining very much when we miss a week. Uh, we appreciate and thank you. Thank you to Johnny Two Cellos for being rad. Thanks. Thanks, Tariq. Uh, and with that, uh, we'll we'll fucking see you later. You fucking. Yeah. Why we now? Love you. <laughs> we love Come you. in. Come in, Brian Dennehy. <laughs> <laughs>